Yankees win. The Yankees win. Welcome to NY Fly Zone, a first-class podcast. It is time to feed the fleet. What is going on, Fleet Nation? Welcome to episode 50, and I'm Brendan. And I'm Jared. Welcome. We are we are here, the five and one Giants with the four and two Jets. What a time to be alive. New York football. Clap it up. Who would have thought we would have been here? It's like that meme of Paul Rudd and Hot Ones. Who would have thought we would be here? Let's Not go. Both the New yeah. York Jets. Jets are four and two. Giants are five and one. New York football is back. Let's go. Yeah. If, if you add the Bills too, man, it's just <laughs> time to the be Bills alive. Also, Bills. Killing it Dude. five and one. I mean, we're balling and it's, right and now. it's episode 50. Thank you guys for listening thus far. Shout out to all the listeners. Episode 50. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a big one. We talking Jets. We talking Giants. We're talking football today. Yeah. If you are a diehard Jets fan, Giants fan, football fan in general, tri-state area, you like football, listen to NY Fly Zone real quick. Just going to talk about that before we head in. Just li- listen to NY Fly Zone. Send it to your friends. Follow us on Instagram at NYFlyZone, TikTok, our socials, YouTube, our reels are popping off and interact with us. All right. Make sure to interact mm-hmm. with us so that we can make this show the best experience for everyone. So, yeah. So, so with that said, Brendan, we, we double teams, we tag teams on the Packers. Give us the rundown. Dude, I mean, the Jets went in there and we did what Vegas didn't think was possible. We were the heavy the Packers were the heavy favorites. Nobody thought that we could go in there and beat this team. And I know that so many people are going to be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he had a banged up hand, blah, 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 this, that. No, the Jets went to Lambeau Field, which in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure virtually everyone's opinion that watches football, it, it's a top three. Iconic. It's iconic. iconic. First of all, it is the it is the Fenway of of the National Football Good comp. League. Good comp. It, it is the Wrigley Field of the National Football League. This is the most mm-hmm. historical stage that you could play football on. And not, and not to mention, the Packers fans always pop out. They know what they're doing. They, they love Packer football. And it's been 15. The Jets snapped their 15-win home streak. All right? That's basically a full season that the Packers have been victorious in Lambeau Field. Who would have thought? The Jets, man. We came out here. It was a very close game in the beginning. It was a very defensive game going forward. The Mm -hmm. Jets were struggling to get points on the board early. The Packers were struggling to get points on the board early. And we went out there and we figured things out. And the Jets defense, I want to talk about Quinn Williams really quickly, balling out of his mind. He's playing like an Aaron Donald right now. He needs to get the bag. Quinn Williams needs to get the bag. And I'm thinking... From a price tag reference, I'm thinking around some like maybe a couple million south of 20 million a year. I want to pay this guy the bag he deserves, maybe 19, 18, or even 20 for that matter. Whatever we need to do to make sure that this guy's locked up, that pen, that ink touches the paper, I want to do. I don't. The Jets have had problems with homegrown talent. We've seen the issues of paying mm-hmm. Revis. We've the last bag that we've given was Muhammad Wilkerson. We need to make sure that Quinn and Williams gets his bag. Treat your youngins well. 
we got to treat the youngins well. And he is the face. He's the, he's the blue chip piece of our defense, the anchor of our defense. I mean, he made that one play on Aaron Jones when he was tackling him, he was locked up in a bull in, in a bull rush or, or it was like a, he was trying to bull rush and he got locked up in a holding position. And he literally just turned around and was able with one arm, not even being used to spotty slam Aaron Jones to the ground, <laughs> two sacks for the boy. Quinnen Williams, he had a blocked field goal, and he had five over five tackles. I mean, this guy's balling out of his mind. So love to see it. And Brees Hall rushing for over 100 yards. I mean, the Jets are probably just going to say, screw it, and we're going to make him the, def- the offensive rookie, rookie of the week. We're going to make him rookie of the week again, probably, seeing how the Jets have pulled out every single week. And that would be the second time that he had the belt, if that is what happens. We'll find out the voting soon. But, Jared, let's talk about the Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson. The young gun goes out there and Mm -hmm. throws for 110 yards, no passing touchdown. He has not had a passing touchdown since the Steelers with Corey Davis. So what are your thoughts about Zach Wilson here? Obviously, the Jets got an extremely, extremely great win against this Green Bay Packers team. But are you you worried for for Zach Wilson, or do you think that he's doing his job? I am am kind of worried for Zach Wilson. I mean, he only completed 10 passes and this, and this, you know, new age football, you saw Herbert through what 54 passes last night on the Monday night football and um, didn't score a touchdown either, but still it's such a, a different style of football. The Jets are playing. They are a rush first and a pass rush team. You know, they're following the model that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens set up. They're following what potentially the giants can or should be doing with Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. You know, he was out of college, out of BYU, out of the combine taste we saw. He has an arm. He has the, the strength to deal it out and the accuracy. But we really haven't seen that on the NFL level yet, which is kind of concerning for me. And I know that the Jets are winning, which is a good thing. But eventually, there's going to be a time where, you know, you can't run the ball out in the fourth quarter and five minutes left to go. It's going to be tough to do that. So... I feel like right now, once the Jets find themselves in that situation, it's going to be really apparent whether Zach Wilson has it in him when we know he has that dog in him. But talking about throwing the ball, he hasn't really shown that, that, that side of him to win a football game. He's shown it in like in you know brief stints, but not to win a football game yet. And that needs to be developed. Well, Jared, I'm going to argue with you. I think he went out there and I think he showed – that he was able to use his arm when he came back and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, we were down trailing uh, by a touchdown and we had to come back and win and he lit it up. He had 10, he mm-hmm. had 10 free went 10 for 12 in the fourth quarter. I think in that moment he showed that he has, you know, flashes of a franchise quarterback and the whole momentum in that moment switched. They went out there, they put in, Mitch, uh, they took away Mitchell Trubisky. They put in Kenny Pickett. The whole stadium was rallied around him. They're finding ways to win. And he, in a game-time situation, rallied the troops around him and found a way to get it done. So I think in that instance, he proved that. And also, the Jets, I mean, were 3-0 and with Zach Wilson. You can make the argument. I'm not trying to get too ahead of myself as a Jets fan here. But you can make the argument that if we had him and his abilities to evade around in the pocket and miss those, those sacks, that we could have been a more competitive team against the Baltimore Ravens or the Cincinnati Bengals were 3-3 three and three as we speak. And, no, definitely, and, and the reason why I'm going to say that is just because Joe Flacco was a statue. He couldn't move around. He got bullied by this defense. I mean, we saw – we'll get into it a little bit later about Daniel Jones. I mean, his ability to bootleg and move around definitely helped the Ra- to beat the Ravens. So I think that from a statistical standpoint – 
Obviously, it would be better if these statistics were a little bit inflated, that if he had a little bit more touching, uh, touching, I'm sorry, passing touchdowns, that would have been much more attractive from, from gandering it. But from watching his play calling, his management, the Jets are kind of playing ground and pound football, kind of like Rex Ryan. Mm-hmm. We're going out there. Our defense is playing lights out. Our defense is literally playing like a top three defense in this league. Sauce Gardner Shout is out playing. Sauce, yeah. He is playing like a top three cornerback in this league. And you can make the argument that he is playing. There's statistics to prove it, that he is playing as the best cornerback in this league. I think and, I think there's a 20 quarterbacks have a 23 QBR when they're targeting Sauce. So. Yeah, no, people are scared to throw on him. I know that Aaron Rodgers tested him a couple plays early and and it didn't work out. He almost had that pick six that if it didn't eat dirt, that would have been mm-hmm. reserved for six. He was covering, he was co- dude. Sauce is balling out of his mind. We're getting the, the equity worth of taking him in the fourth overall pick. And that, that's what I'm talking about. So when we argue about Zach Wilson, obviously the statistics do not back it up right now. But I think that he's doing his job. Last year, mm-hmm. the reason why Zach Wilson had so many interceptions was because he was trying to play hero ball. He was trying to look like Patrick Mahomes. He was trying to look like Justin Herbert. But I think that this whole offseason was a mental offseason for him to get wins. Jets fans should not be disappointed that we're winning games. We just went into Lambeau Field and won. I don't care if you tell me, Brennan, you, Zach Wilson is not going to throw a touchdown, but the Jets smack the Green Bay Packers on their home turf. I'm taking that deal any day of the week. He took care of the football. He never threw an interception. He never gave Aaron Rodgers an opportunity to beat us. He took mm-hmm. he and, and also, dude, Brees Hall is getting the job done. He's doing everything that we need to do. You could argue that but Brees Zach, Hall isn't Zach Wilson, though. I mean, mean, look, like I'm saying, like, as a Jets fan, as a Jets organization, yes, you're happy with Zach Wilson. You're happy that the team's winning games. But the question is, are you concerned about Zach Wilson? And the question is, the answer for me is yes. I mean, his, he hasn't really proven the passing part of his game this season other than that final quarter. I do give you that. Um, but his, his, his QBR in all his games this season, 30.8 against the Packers. That's a win. But his QBR was still under, it was a 30 uh, against the Dolphins, 55.9 QBR. Pittsburgh, 51.5 QBR. And like, let me compare that to my guy, Daniel Jones, for a second. 112, and he's he has the same type of offense with Saquon. 112 QBR against the Ravens. 100 QBR versus the Packers. Um, you know, so it's just the the numbers for a quarterback are concerning. Um, and like you, you like in this Jets team to the Rex Ryan ground and pound. All right, look what happened to Mark Sanchez after a couple of years out of the league. So I don't want that to happen to Zach Wilson. So I like how the Jets are doing right now. They should be happy with how it's coming along. They should be happy that Wilson is managing the game, but eventually that type of play style catches up to you. And that's what happened to the Jets that, you know, they didn't, they didn't get to the Super Bowl. They went to the championship game and it was Zach Wilson. You know, he's, he's, he wanted to be a better passer than Mark Sanchez eventually. I mean, he's your number two overall pick BYU. So I, I, that's why I'm concerned about Zach Wilson. Yeah, I think Zach Wilson already is a better pure passer than Mark Sanchez, and he's only played two two years, and not even two years. Um, like I said, the Jets are three and zero with this Zach Wilson led team. If we're finding ways mm-hmm. to get the win, that's that's your job. Your job as a quarterback is to protect the football and lead your team to touchdowns, whether if it's passing or receiving or if it's rushing. And I see your point when you say that you know uh, Zach Wilson's statistics aren't as sexy because they're not, but he's still doing the, his thing right now. And I think that. 
LaFleur is trying to ease his way back from this injury. And I think that Zach Wilson has showed mental strides that that go unnoticed from the statistical standpoints. He's changing mm-hmm. his game from last year. Like I said, he's not playing hero ball. He's not putting the he's not forcing the ball. Aside from that one pick that he threw against the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's not forcing the ball in awkward situations. He's making the plays when he's supposed to do it. And he aired the ball out. He had a rollout bootleg option and he aired it out to Corey Davis and put himself in a position to score a touchdown. So we've Mm -hmm. seen him use his arm. And also, dude, the Packers have crazy corn. Like they have a legitimate defensive core with Jair Alexander locking down Garrett Wilson. And now that, you know, I'm about to mention Elijah Moore. I do want to talk about this really quickly as we talk about the Jets segment. Elijah Moore was not happy not being targeted. He had no targets Mm -hmm. against this Jets team or I'm sorry, against this Packers team with the New York Jets. And we've seen his productivity spike with Joe Flacco. So clearly the, there, there isn't that much of a chemistry between a Zach Wilson and can Elijah. I, Moore. Can I mention one more thing about Zach Wilson before we go for it? Go for uh, it. More. Um, yeah. As a, as a Jets fan, when you drafted him number two overall, yeah. were, were you expecting more of like 250 yard games, 300 plus yards, um, something like two touchdowns, three touchdown games from him? Are you concerned that that's not transitioning into the NFL as it was in college? Well, I I see what you're saying. But then again, like we have so many weapons. We have so many mouths to feed on this team. We have Michael Carter. We have Brees Hall. And Brees Hart is taking, he's utilizing his carries. He's finding the end zone with his carries. It's not like, mm-hmm. it's not like, Bree, it's not like we're not finding the end zone as an offensive unit. It's not like Brees Hall isn't going out here and winning belts. It's not like, it's not like Garrett Wilson isn't going out here and winning belts. Like we're producing on an offensive side of the point, the, the ball, the New York Jets actually lead the fourth quarter with the most amount of points scored this season. So we're utilizing as an offense. It's just, it's going to take time for Zach Wilson to reach that. He is slowly, but surely progressing as a quarterback. Look at, look at, uh, look at Josh Allen and how did he ball out like MVP caliber second year? No, he and his team found a way to shift the culture, start winning games, and they made a playoff appearance and they lost to Deshaun to Watson against, you know, in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. what I'm looking for as a New York Jets fan right now, as we speak, second season with the young gun is I want to keep seeing wins. I want to keep seeing wins and I want to see him protect the football. And hopefully with time and hopefully with the victories on Sunday, if they continue to stack up, kind my fingers crossed that they do, that he will be able to be more comfortable and that we'll be able to find more of that that connection within the receivers as time goes on. Like your points. Moving on to Elijah Moore. Let's I talk about the tweet. I yeah, got yeah. The tweet. Read, right read out the tweet to us. Read out the tweet. Said, if I say what I really want to say, I'll be the selfish guy. We winning, grateful, huge blessing, all I ever wanted. Bittersweet for me, but I'll be solid. So I'll just stay quiet. Just know I don't understand either. Yeah, I think he also tweeted another thing too, right? Um, he said, I support all my teammates 100% too. They know what it is. I'm behind them like no other. Everyone rocking out needs to keep rocking out. That's part of why we winning. Don't get it confused either. Jared, what do you think? Why? Like, you just won a game. Why are you tweeting this? Like, you, you're, you're the underdogs. You're coming out against the Packers. And then you got to start some drama. Like, that's just not a – like, that is being a selfish guy, starting drama. And that's my first, that's my first reaction is on the player as someone like, you know, I haven't been in a locker room in a while. I played high school baseball varsity and like, that's just letting your team down. Like even if you're on the bench, even if you didn't get targeted, like that's just not the winning attitude. That's not good culture as a player. Um, I understand the frustration, but that's my first, that's my first reaction about the player. 
Second side of it is what you might get into is this is concerning how the Jets are mistreating their young wide receivers. We saw with Mims and now more. It's it's I don't want this to be a pattern for the Jets, but you could take it away. Yeah, I think this is interesting. And I'm going to take off my non-biased hat here. And I'm going to be honest. I saw that tweet and I was like, come on, man. Like we went out there, we won a game. We should all be excited. But you, you got to play devil's advocate. You got to see from both sides, right? You also have to see from the standpoint of the early second round pick that so many people thought could have been a first round talent, should have been a first round talent. And he wants the ball. You, I mean, look, I, I don't think that this is necessarily a bad problem to have. If you have people on your offense that if you have too many weapons on your offense, is that terrible? If you have no. people that actually want to win and put their team in positions to win and aren't afraid of the ball, is that bad? I think that this will blow over. If anything, I think that this should just look, this should just be more of a uh, wake up call for Mike LaFleur to start drawing up plays for him. Now, from a Jets perspective, that a man that watches every single snap, that follows every single headline, I think that this is a mixture of Zach Wilson and Mike LaFleur. I think it's a dead mixture between Zach Wilson and Mike LaFleur because what was happening when Joe Flacco was spinning the rock for the New York Jets for the first three games when he was absent because of his knee injury, what was happening was that Elijah Moore was getting the ball a lot more. I think that that's simply because of the veteran mindset that Joe Flacco has in the pocket to know when to put the ball, to understand the, the in-route motions of a receiver, to, you know what I mean? Like, we got to remember, mm -hmm. Zach Wilson's young. He, can't, he didn't even come from a power football school. He came from BYU, right, in a whole different competitive league. He didn't play for Alabama. Right. He didn't play for Tennessee. He didn't play for LSU. He didn't play for Clemson. No, he, this is hard for him to adjust to the speed of this league. And chemistry is extremely important. Right. That's why Zach Wilson tried to get his foot in the door and fly all of his boys out to his lake house in Idaho. But we you know, I think that you could blame this on Zach Wilson as well. I think he needs to start studying more of Elijah Moore's tape. I think he needs to mm -hmm. see what Elijah Moore is good at. And so we can hit them in those strides. Jerry, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this Jets are receiving core and offensive core as a whole. It has a lot of people in it. And when you have a quarterback who's only making 10 completions a game, it's going to be tough to find that ball to you and for like find Elijah Moore. You know, they go out and sign Corey Davis to a big D contract, but that was before drafting Garrett Wilson. Um, they go out and they draft another receiver when they just drafted Mims, Elijah Moore, and now Wilson. And usually at a time, there's only three receivers. So that already is four receivers with Corey Davis on the roster. Then they reassign Braxton Berrios. And I know he's had a dual role this year as kind of like does a rushing attack, even has a passing touchdown this year, Berrios. But there's just – and then now you add the two-headed monster of Brees Hall and Michael Carter. It's a lot of mouths to feed. And I don't – that's a good thing to have. I mean, like you saw the – it's like I'm not trying to compare – the Jets to the Warriors, but like no, there wasn't a problem. Mean. There there wasn't a problem with KD, Steph, and Clay. They all understood their role. And when you have someone like Moore, who's acting like a Russell Westbrook and KD, you know, situation, or even in like Nets situation with Harden or whatever, it's going to be it's tough, and you don't work together. And Robert Sala said the right thing. He came out and said that he's just he's just being competitive. Um, but he also said there's a lot of ways to help this football team. Kind of, it's not a little diss, but it's just like a come on, man. Like, you, you, you know what your role is on this team. And I think the Jets regard him as one of their top receivers on the team. 
And, you know, I don't think Corey Davis is a long-term pitcher for them. He's just that veteran receiver that they needed in that locker room. So if, if going forward, if you have that core of Wilson, Elijah Moore, and like, oh, they, 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 they have good weapons that they could click. And if I'm the, if I'm the Jets, you know, if I'm Mike LaFleur, like you said, I try, I try incorporating him more into the offense just because he has, we saw he, he did great last year under with Zach Wilson a couple of times and he has that potential. So when eyes are on Garrett Wilson, when eyes are on Corey Davis, try to find Elijah Moore when you're trying to introduce Zach Wilson more into the passing game. And I want to say something really quickly. It's not like Elijah Moore just went out of here simultaneously tweeting this. Rich Samini, Jets beat reporter, someone that isn't the most favorited uh, personality for the covering the New York Jets. I mean, a lot of these, aside from a Connor Hughes, a lot of these beat reporters just want clicks. They want people mm-hmm. to, you know, bait. Definitely, click, definitely bait. got they me want, the click. You know? they, they want the clicks, and, and he got it. Rich Samini got it, all right? Uh, the original quote that you said of Elijah Moore was a comment. It was a reply from mm-hmm. Rich Samini. Rich Samini said, of all the eye-popping stats slash factors today, this one is hard to understand. Elijah Moore, zero targets. That's when Elijah Moore saw that. He saw his name in, the, in his mentions. Right. A, a beat reporter of the New York Jets is talking about it. I'm sure mm. he, in his mind, why wouldn't he? I mean, he's a competitor. He wants to win. He didn't fly yeah. out there and lace his boots to just to just write to run routes by himself. He wanted to move the sticks and, and be a part of this winning culture. So that's why, I mean, it could have been people poking the bear and, and he went out there and and wanted to vocalize himself. I mean, listen, we live in a country where there is freedom of speech. If he wanted to voice the way he felt, he can. I, I don't I don't necessarily think that. He is being a, a Westbrook. I see where you're coming from with this. I think mm-hmm. like before it will breeze over. If anything, I'm just saying it has it has the if this continues, if this problem continues. Yeah, I don't. I don't, like I don't think yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think Elijah Moore is gonna be that kind of person. I don't think he's a mm-hmm. cancer. I mean, he's helped uh, Antonio Brown with or not Antonio Brown. Fuck that. <laughs> he, he's cut, the cancer. Cut, you're he, no, no, no. About. Antonio Brown needs help. He didn't help Antonio Brown. He helped his cousin. Um, Bro, bro, Brown, Brown. What? What's his name? Um, but Marquise? No, not Marquise. The other one. Bro, AJ? I'm bugging. AJ. Yes, he helped AJ Brown with like mental health issues on mm. uh Ole Miss. Like he's a he's a team player. Like I, I, dude, he's a believer in God. Like really good guy. I just think he just. Wa- I don't think it's that big of a deal. I just think he just wants to be more and drawled up in in place. That, that's what. And I hopefully it can happen. Hopefully it can happen. So everyone's happy. Yeah, your your jets look good. You don't want any friction and when they're doing well and people are turning heads. I saw Stephen A. Smith today put the Jets as his, as a top five team in the league currently right now. I mean, the defense is balling out. Uh Sauce Gardner right now and Brees Hall are the favorites, the Vegas favorites to take home offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie that's of the year. That's crazy. Has that and, ever happened? Uh, the last time that's happened was 2017 with Marshawn Lattimore. And uh, it was Marshawn Lattimore and, and Kamara. Yes, that was wow. the last time running back in, in 2017. And I bet on both of them. I remember I told you that I put money on Saros Gardner and Brees Hall. So hopefully that can work. Looking hopefully good. we can get that. But it's looking good. And the New York Jets are going to play. We're flying to mile high. We're going to play the Denver Broncos in which Russell Wilson may or may not be playing. I don't know. I mean... Like last night, it, he didn't look 
we I think there's been reports that he's dealing with some type of tear in his shoulder. And it's shown the past couple of games he's played that the Broncos offense is stalling. Their defense did everything they could to stop Justin Herbert. Man had zero passing touchdowns. Man had and that's like that's crazy. That that's that's unheard of for Justin Herbert and at this point of his career. So for the Broncos, a team coming off this, you know, they've had high expectations this year. People were putting them in the Super Bowl based on the amount of offensive weapons, how great their defense was, and then adding Russell Wilson on top of that. But the season seems to be uh, kind of like how the Bucks started with Brady. They haven't really gotten the same page yet, but Brady never got hurt. Wilson has shown that he's kind of hurt. So if I'm the Jets this week, I'm penciling this as let's, let's get this dub. Like, I'm, I'm sure – I don't know what the lines are yet for Vegas, but I'm sure it's going to be closer than it has been it's, with the Giants. It's plus 150. I actually put money on the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, we got oh, Yankees fans in the – something got, good happened. The yeah, the Yankee game's on. They're going crazy. A lot of sports going on right now. But, um, but yeah, like the Jets, I, I'm actually – I actually think that they're going to beat the Broncos this week because of how they've been sliding, the momentum, the locker room. Like that's a that's a that was a tough game to watch. I don't know if you were watching any of the Chargers Broncos, but that, that there was like three chains of possessions in overtime because no one could score the ball. It was wild. Yeah, so I put money on the New York Jets. I, I just threw you know a slight twenty five to take home twenty eight fifty uh, plus profit. You know, uh, profit within that. Uh, I mean, if Wilson comes back for the Broncos, or if not, I still. Like the Jets' chances here, I mean, obviously flying to mile high is extraordinarily hard. Hey, Last, but they're, they're Jets, all road wins this year. All road wins, right? 3-0 with Wilson at the helm. And, I mean, I mean, we flew there last year. We got we got exposed uh, in Wilson's rookie. <laughs> new year. new Jets team, though. New Jets. But this new Nathan- Jets team, yeah. But Nathaniel Hackett, I think he's like the Adam Gase, the modern-day Adam Gase of the NFL. Uh, I, I genuinely believe that. I mean, look at all the talent that he has around him. And uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, he w- what was going on with him last night? He got benched or something? Uh, it was. I don't know. Well, shout-out to the Broncos guy who had four pass interference calls against them. That's tough to do. So I, I think the Jets – I think that we I think we could go out there and win this. And I honestly believe that this is a must win game. I think that the next two games that the New York Jets play, uh, which is against the Denver Broncos in mile high and then at home on cabbage night, the night before Halloween, uh, hosting the New England Patriots. So I think Zappy. Yeah, I think that these next two games personally. Uh, really define our playoff picture and really could help us get into the playoffs. If we can win these next two games, go two and zero in the division, improve to six and two before our, before we play the Buffalo Bills at home. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. That those those Bills games, I'm not I'm not excited for you. I feel like that game is really going to test how authentic we are. I mean, not to say that we're going to beat them, not to say that we're going to really put up that much of a fight. Yeah, but- I, I know what you mean. Yeah, like it's not going to be, be interesting to fight, see. Though. Moving on to the New York Giants, the Giants football team. What a win it was against the Ravens. Tom from behind as well. It was, we scored 14 in the fourth quarter to take them 24 to 20. And my word, let me shout out Don Wink 
Mario, the defensive coordinator for the Giants. After the game, Dable gave a little to him, and it was I it was something special. Like the I could tell that this team has some chemistry. They have a special bond, and they love to play for each other. Now, let me shout out the rookies as well. Juan Dale Robinson comes back after an injury. He was there week one at maybe week two, um, but he comes back, gets the touchdown for Daniel Jones. As he, after he juggled a little bit, it was kind of kind of sus, but he got it in. And then Daniel Bellinger as well. I mean, this guy out of nowhere has become an offensive touchdown uh, scorer for the Giants. He scored against the Packers. He scored in, I think, the second game of the second week of, for the Giants. And uh, he's an excellent blocking tight end as well. He's been a great addition to the offense. And then Kayvon Thibodeau, our top one of our top draft picks performed. He he had a fumble uh, recovery that really put away. Uh, it was a strip sack of Lamar Jackson that was really that that sealed the game essentially. Um, that got us because Lamar the Ravens had one more shot, but after that it was over. Um, and Jones, shout out Daniel Jones, man. He 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 looked like an actual NFL quarterback this Sunday. And I I I know he's won four games already this this season. He's he's like has a positive record of being a starter in the past like ten games, but he was zipping the ball. He was accurate. He was making the correct plays, and it shows on his stat line. He his QBR of a hundred and twelve, hundred and seventy three yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, nineteen for twenty seven, and he did what he had to do to win the game and they had a fourth quarter drive that I w- I couldn't even imagine a Giants team doing in like the past couple seasons they went down there and marked down the field of these Ravens now these Ravens this season notorious for blowing in the fourth quarter you've seen the stats of like the four and after with the Dolphins with the Bills how they ended up losing the game and this is one of those again but we did a great job defensively shutting down Lamar you know, getting the pressure on this offense that was allowed, which influenced Jackson to throw a pick in the fourth quarter that iced the game to Julian Love. Um, the Giants just seem like they're having fun out there. They're getting it done with whoever necessary. I mean, Marcus Johnson, Richie James, Matt Beretta, of all people, got two catches for 17 yards. David Stills got a catch. So this Giants team, man. They're they're a fun team to watch. It's not it's not a snooze fest anymore. And Money Gano, six points total, had one field goal. It's just a great time to be a Giants fan. We are five and one. We are at one of the top NFC teams. I would say top five. And I think we have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs. Um and I'm excited for the, our games, our upcoming games. Uh Brendan, takeaways about these Giants. Dude, Kayvon Thibodeau coming out when the moment matters, forcing a sack. I mean, let's talk about a sack fumble, right? Can't forget about mm-hmm. the fumble. Right. Sold, sealed the game for the for the Giants for Big Blue. I mean, I like how your defense is closing, right? You go we back are. to the week yep. before against Aaron Rodgers when he was in the pocket and all the Giants fans held their breath for that one second before he got sacked and – you know, obviously, if there's one person to make a Hail Mary pass, it's Aaron Rodgers. But you guys were able to inter- like prevent that from happening. Your defense is balling out. You guys are finding ways to get wins. 
and you guys are mm-hmm. beating teams that elite teams like elite teams right obviously the Ravens, Packers, Titans we beat no exactly so Ravens it's, it, yeah no Oof. Ravens are the leaders in their division so and then the Giants you guys are in, you guys are in first now you guys are, you guys are in well, first no oh the Eagles Eagles oh yeah the, yeah the Eagles are in first you guys six are in and second. Oh. Yeah, yeah, six and zero Eagles. Yeah. My fault, my fault. So yeah, the Giants second, just like the Jets. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. I didn't think that you guys were gonna win this game. Dable, fine. Like the spirit is around him. I mean, he came in here. I'm 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 gonna be honest with you. I'm extremely impressed with you guys being five and one right now. Uh, dude, how many wins do I think you guys are gonna have? Five, four. Something like that. Something I, I like gave this eight, and I yeah. got flack for it. I remember. Yeah, I gave this so, eight, and now so, we're only three wins away. So right now, I'll, I'll be honest, y'all. I'll, I'll tell you, like I'm, like I'm sorry, I was wrong. So you guys already <laughs> proved me wrong here. I'm drinking that Giants Kool Aid. I mean, our defense. We haven't had defense like this in a while. Cat Williams returned from injury, and we're. Showed after the first two games of the season, I remember on this podcast, I was saying how we're now getting pressure on the quarterback. And look what we're doing against the Packers. Look what we're doing against the Ravens. We're getting pressure on the quarterback, which gives us these opportunities to win the game later on. Dory Jackson still doing his thing. Julian Love, Xavier McKinney, still all contributing. And Sexy, Dex, D. Leonard, Williams, Kayvon, Thibodeau. What an attack on the defense. And Aziz Alugere. So, look, the Giants... I want to. I want to ask you, Brendan. You, you said that you, you changed your mind, but do you still think this is a top NFC team? I mean, it all depends on how things shake out. You got the Packers that will, I think will figure things out. You have the Bucks that are off to a three and three start, right? Both the Bucks and the mm-hmm. Packers are both three and three. I think they'll figure things out. I think all you need is a ticket for Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady to make it into the playoffs, and they can make it to the Super Bowl. I think all they need is that ticket. As long as they get that ticket, I think they're fine. I, I don't know. I mean, it's impressive that you guys are five or five and one. I'd have to check the schedule to see how that might last. Let's mm-hmm. take let's let's take a look at your schedule yeah. as we as we uh, speak about it. Yeah, yeah. So next week, Giants, uh, we got not just to make sure I say it right, we got the Jaguars, which I yeah, think that's a dub. That's, very, a dub. that's a dub. It's a dub. It's a dub. That's a dub. The week after that. The Seahawks, you can win. You know, that. they're they they've been impressive, but we could definitely win the Texans. It's a dub, and the Lions, probably a dub. So I'm just saying, these Giants, man, we still get to play the Commanders yeah. twice. We yeah. still get to play them twice. Yeah, uh, I'm worried yeah. about the Eagles. We still have to play like your Jets. You know, they have to play the Bills still. We have to play the Eagles still. Yeah, but these we can win a lot of games. We could easily win 11 games, which is crazy. Yep. No, I think I don't think you're delusional for saying that. I think if you guys continue to go out there and seal and win games, you guys mm-hmm. can be you guys can you guys can find a way to win 11. I, I mean, as a Jets fan, as someone who definitely has bias there, I'm not denying that you guys can continue to win. That That's not I, I don't think that you guys, especially with what's remaining on on like we, we dude, got we got through the tough stretch you guys got like, through the if tough you, stretch if you told me we were gonna lose tough to the stretch. ravens the packers the titans i'd be like yeah that makes sense but we actually beat these teams and the, since we have this positive outlook now on our team as fans and as uh, in the locker and we have a positive outlook on the team that we can actually go out and get it we're gonna be competitive we're gonna try even harder and like that's what we were missing the past couple of years. The lack of effort, the lack of 
I guess, playing sound football. You know, too many drops these past couple of years, too many mistakes on defense. Like the one that sticks in my special mind. teams too. Offensive special, line and special yeah. teams. You guys weren't Just, making field goals last year. We we were making no Graham Cano was hitting it, but we weren't we weren't scoring touchdowns last season. We weren't we 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 didn't even score in like the first half like the whole year or something like that. And that's why it was a big deal when we did it and against uh, I don't even know who we did against. I think the Bears, um, or the maybe the Panthers, but it was really just some of the personnel on the team, I think getting rid of Evan Ingram and going for more of a block tight end who could catch the ball. It's very helpful for our run game. Having a healthy Saquon definitely helps. And just a new voice, a new, the guys want to at least talk. Did you see that video of Kayvon crying at the dub? I didn't see I the mean, video, no. I mean, he was like, it was up close to his face. He looked like he had a Snapchat filter on, um, but he has passion for the game. And they love playing for each other, and it's it's just a, a great sight to see for it for the Giants. It's, Dude, for sure. I mean, the old way that the Giants would lose in the old fashion, it, it was it would be you guys would have a little bit of hope, and then you'd blow it last minute. You know, you'd lose by a last minute field goal or yeah, or call wouldn't. Oh yeah, go I was going to say way. the Commanders game last year, the offsides after the missed field goal. Like yeah, we thought we you, won that, but this, now that's you not guys are closing, and I yeah. love it because. There definitely is a sense of culture that is shifting within the New York Jets and the Giants. And mm-hmm. like you said before, when you said now we're going to be more inclined to close out against these games, right? It's going to be an easier schedule going forward. We don't have to worry about the Green Bay Packers anymore. We don't have to worry about the Baltimore Ravens anymore. Those are right, dubs right. that we took. Now we have more of an incentive to back up what we're trying to accomplish here with the Giants. And that is an exciting part of this team it's an exciting part of this organization because they have the wins under their belt to prove why they should be favorites to win football games on sunday mm, i like your point like how you're saying you know brady rogers they make the playoffs you know all bets are off they could they can make it to the super bowl and that's what you know that's what i'm going to be scared of seeing our as we go down the line i i really think the giants are going to make the playoffs i the only thing standing in the way is themselves at this point, because like we mentioned, the easier schedule, you know, we, even though that they were playing the Jags, we playing the Texans, the Lions, the commanders, they're still, you know, still football games and we can't take them for lightly. We got to have the same, same mindset, same practice and the same, just same energy. And we've been doing this with, with a lot of injuries, like our top receiver, Shepard ACL, you know, Wandale Robinson just came back. Leonard Williams just came back this game. We didn't start the season with Kayvon and Aziz. And it's just we've found a way to win games. And so, that's just that's just football. You have definitely found a way to win games. But as we talked about the you guys winning 11 and all that such and also making the playoffs, I definitely think that you guys can sneak into the playoffs. But if you guys want one of those divisional cards, if you want a divisional round, if you want to make – the divisional part of the playoffs instead of a wild card. What, let's talk about how important divisional wins are for you guys, right? It's not like the NFC East is the NFC least anymore. You, dude, you have the yeah. best team. I mean, the best or the second best team, however you want to argue, but statistically speaking, the best team in football that is in your conference in which you have not played against. You have not played mm-hmm. them. So yep. these division games are going to really matter. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm going to give my flowers to. This jet, this I'm sorry, this Giants team and uh, Dable and how he's came in and operated and commanded a winning culture. I mean, for 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 a in, for a rookie coach to do this, it's ridiculous. Believe me, I understand. 
But mm-hmm. the divisional games are really going to matter here. And I think it's really going to play out where you guys stand in the playoffs. You guys have already lost to the Cowboys. You guys are 0-1 in the division right now. The right. Cowboys. I don't wanna, if we tie with the Cowboys, that means we would have to have a lower seed, you know? Yeah. And I'm... it's just, and we have the Eagles last game of the season, which, you know, it's, it's, you hope that game doesn't matter as much, you know, looking at the schedule. I hope the Giants really solidify their seed. I hope that it's uh it's just so you know a football getting out of the way. But these Eagles are legit. I mean, they're no joke. Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, that connection's unreal. Um, their defense is getting it done. Um, the Cowboys, I'm not that worried about. I'm not gonna lie. They've been winning with with Dak without Dak Prescott. Um, he should come back soon. But I believe the Giants have a better team than the Cowboys. I really do. I mean, I don't know if it's not the names, but I think they're just being the Cowboys are being outcoached next. Next time they play, the Cowboys are gonna be outcoached. But I'll say that right now. The Giants are gonna beat the Cowboys next time they play them because they want to make that they're gonna prove it. They play the Cowboys again before they even sniff the Eagles. So that's interesting scheduling by the NFL, but we're gonna we're gonna be finished with the Cowboys before we get to the Eagles. So that's we can't even, as a Giants right now, we can't think about the Eagles. Let them lose their first game, you know. And because I think I don't think the Eagles are gonna go undefeated this season. I I, I don't. Um, and I, I know we're gonna lose some more football games. I mean, we've only lost once. So uh, as it as you know, as the Giants continue, we just gotta keep winning the games. We can't lose. We we did that a lot last year. We beat ourselves, and I don't think we're gonna do that this year. I think the Jets and the Giants are in a very similar uh, point right now in the season very similar mm-hmm. I mean obviously the Jets are one game behind the New York Giants but if you think about it the Jets are the second seed the Giants are the second seed they have the, I mean the Cowboys are kind of like that Dolphins to the Jets but I'm kind of looking at the I don't know the Patriots are kind of like that too to the Jets because the cow like the reason why I bring up the divisional uh, aspect for the Giants is because you guys mm-hmm. already have that 0-1-1 record, right? The Jets found a way to get that 1-0 record. We're 1-0. I think the division is really going to matter, especially if you guys want to have, uh, you know, a non-wild card spot, especially if you want your 10 or 11 game season to actually mean right. something. And think about it. The Rams are the seventh seed. Would you think, Jared, that the yeah, Rams is this... defending Super Bowl champ is the set should be the seventh seed? The whole NFC West is just beating up on each other. You know, three, 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 and three, two and four. And those are all I mean, the Cardinals should be a better team. They're getting D Hop back. The Niners, they were in the, the championship series, the NFC championship game. Rams won the Super Bowl. Seahawks getting wins with Geno Smith. So there are a lot of good teams in the NFC. Which is a scary thing. The Bucks are three and three. The Packers are three and three. The you know, the, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tight race. It's gonna be there's not there's only like eight spots, seven spots in the playoffs. Yes, yeah, and and for the Giants, they can't take these games for granted because eventually Brady's gonna click or Stafford's gonna click, and it's gonna be it's gonna be close. Yeah, you guys definitely are going up against. You guys definitely got the dirty part of the schedule done. Five and two, excellent. But the next time that you guys play the Cowboys, it better result in a W because mm-hmm. I'm telling, like I said before, the Cowboys are breathing right behind you in the sixth seed. They're breathing right behind your necks. 
They're one game behind, just like how the, you know, the Patriots are one game behind us. And our game is coming up soon. And I think that the Patriots game to the Jets game is just as important because we need to get these divisional wins. It's, 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 it's essential. Um, so, and then if, let's just say if the Giants lose to the Cowboys, they skyrocket up onto the playoff picture. The Rams start playing better football. The Packers start playing better football. We, you don't know what could happen in the future. And yes, it is amazing that the Giants have gotten the dirty work done. They beat the Packers. That's going to help them in the playoff picture. They beat the Ravens. That's good for their power ranking standings. And the Giants mm-hmm. are the fifth dude. They're ranked the fifth best team in football, which is, which is awesome for you guys. But I just keep saying, and when you, when you asked me about how, how what do you, what, what, do you think we're going to continue this? Do you think, I think you guys have the power to take care of the teams below you. And I think that you guys will execute. And I think you have the power to beat teams that are ahead of you. But I think that you need your main focus right now needs to be these divisional games. That's what I think. Yep. And the person we're going to rely on is Saquon Barkley, who's having a great season, has the most total yards from scrimmage, more, uh, just above Tyreek Hill. I mean, we're utilizing this guy's strength perfectly. On the one-yard line after a pass interference call in the end zone, we give it to Barkley. He jumps over the whole line and defensive line for a touchdown. And when we needed to ice the game, Barkley gets the first down, slides at the two-yard line before the end zone to keep the clock running. I mean, if it all depends on Barkley. And Evan Neal has played much better since his first couple of games. Andrew Thomas is still a wall at left tackle doing his thing. And Barkley, he's, he's a fantasy legend right now. You know, he, he wasn't supposed to be a top pick because we were concerned about the injury of last year. But that seems to be all gone now. So we're going to have to literally ride on Barkley's quads if we're going to you know, continue to win these games because Barkley is that elite quarterback and a running back. And I want the Giants to pay him eventually. We're going to have to, we're going to, have to dish out some money if, with the squad if we want to keep our winning ways. I mean, Barkley, he should, probably will want to be a top-paid running back in the league. It's going to be tough. How much are you willing to pay him? I mean, I'm willing to pay him whatever the top one is. Is it Kamara right now? Like It's probably CMC. Let's look it up. Running back contracts. Because, like, the running back contract is tough because of, you know, their, their sharp decline. Right now, you know, Zeke is the most overall paid. Wait, it's, 90... not, CMC. it's not CMC? Oh, wait, no, you're right. CMC you're right. is making the most per year yeah. at 16 million. Yeah, you're right. You're but right, total, right. But guarantees, he's getting yeah. 90. Yeah. yeah. So Guaranteed McCaffrey. So I I would offer um, Barkley in that 15 mil, 16 mil range just because of the dynamic, dynamics. You know, I could think, I think we may be able to get on the lower end of like the 15 million because of that ACL. We could use that as leverage. And, um, Sign him for a couple of seasons, a couple of seasons, make make him feel wanted, make him the face that Odell was supposed to be. Because Odell left when we were going we're going downhill. And now we need that face again. We need that icon in New York. I mean, we've been when Eli left, you know, Odell was supposed to fill his shoes, but we got rid of him too. Daniel Jones, he doesn't have that personality. He doesn't have that that QB spark that we have Mahomes, Josh Allen. Herbert, he's not that spark yet. He doesn't have that charm. Barkley has that charm. He has that talent and the personality 
and the production to show for it. So let's lock up our franchise. He's not even he's not even he's a top five running back, but he's also a franchise player. Saquon Barkley is second in rush yards, right behind Nick Chubb, 616 yards. I mean, he has four touchdowns. This guy really is balling. He's definitely the favorite right now for comeback player of the year, as he should be. Yep. He's and, like minus, I don't even know, like 400 yeah, dude, at this point. As he should be, which is amazing for him. I want to talk about what I think the Giants should offer him. I think that they should model a CMC-style contract where it's not as hefty as Zeke and guarantees. I don't think you need to give uh, Saquon guarantees. I think that that's harming your franchise, given the fact that he's injury-prone. All right, this guy's been injured for most of his tenure with the with the Giants. I think that we mm-hmm. know that when he's on the field, he, you know, if he's healthy and with this offensive line and with this new offensive day ball system, that he will produce and he and he proved that. That's why I'm gonna propose to you a plan where he gets paid a little bit south of 16 mil, just because of the fact that he's he's 25 years old, he's entering his prime, but it's not like he's just, you know right off of his rookie deal like a cmc was i'm gonna say 15 and a half mil a year and some and and i'm not giving him 90 million guarantees i say you pay him more annually and you pay him less guaranteed wise so that he's satisfied he's getting his back throughout the season he feels important as a franchise piece for this new york giants football team and it's better for your front office in case if god forbid he goes down for an injury in case if something happens later on Mm-hmm. I mean, his initial rookie contract was $31 million. He's getting paid $7 million. So if we give him that $15, $14 million range, it doubles doubles his income. And I think he's a top 10 already uh, running back in terms of contract-wise of on based on just value alone. But he's playing as a top five running back, a top three running back. So he's definitely going to command some money in free agency. And I don't want to franchise tag him. I mean, we yeah, see we've seen what happened with teams and just like the front office. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, for example, that didn't work out when he when he when he left and went to the Jets. It just didn't work out. Um, but some other players, like it's just it just creates friction and it doesn't show commitment in your star, your number one player. And I don't want them to franchise. If anything, franchise tag Daniel Jones. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you want to give him another opportunity just to see the field, see how he produces, see if mm-hmm. he can continue the wins. Barkley's win- proven it more than Jones at this point. It's I just agree an with injury. That. Yeah. I, no, I actually agree with that for sure. I think that the – I think that Saquon Barkley is the heartbeat of your offense, and he's doing everything for you guys. He mm-hmm. really is moving the sticks. He's someone that – it's a defensive – he's a game-breaker right now for defensive teams. And how they have to play. It definitely tires the defensive lines. Definitely opens up the passing game. He can receive too. Do not sleep on his receiving ability. So I think that he deserves the bag 100%. Without and, Barker this season, I think we only have two, three wins. Like, like honestly, because it's just that game changer. He could, he, we use, we're using him like the Titans have used Henry the past couple of years. I mean, not in terms of usage, but just relying on him in terms of, you know, make scoring touchdowns, getting a first down, and he, he should be paid. So, Jared, let's talk about next week for the New York Giants and who they're going up against. Yeah, they're going against a Jaguars team who's shown some more promise this year. Um, but they're still, you know, I would say in the bottom half of the NFL. Um, 
And that that is something to look forward to. I fully expect a W two and four. They've lost three straight. Um and I just I really like our chances. Uh we got to see our old friend Edward Ingram. We're traveling down to warm Jacksonville, one PM game. I I bet I bet we're the favorites. And um that should be that should be inspiring. That should give us confidence as a team. Let's not get trapped with this Trevor Lawrence-led offense. And let's let's treat him like, you know, a second-year quarterback needs to be treated. Should put some pressure on him. And they don't really have the weapons. I mean, neither teams have weapons other than Giants with Barkley. On the wideouts, I mean, Christian Kirk for the Jags. But Dory Jackson will lock him up. So if we could just get to the Trevor Lawrence and – just keep keep the met pedal to the metal of Barkley. We are going to get this dub. I think you guys got it. I mean, you guys proved that you guys can go up against the big bad teams in the NFL. And I like you guys better from a overall roster perspective. I think you guys are much better around the ball. I think you have better better offensive line, better uh, running back. That's like the first time that's ever been said by the Giants in a while. Yeah. Like better I, line than their opponent uh, than their opponent, and how everything's been playing. I think that your defensive line is going to get pressures. Uh, Thibodeau, Ojolari, and then obviously Big Cat coming up front. I think that might be too much for the for the Jaguars and for uh, Trevor Lawrence. And this is just a game that you guys got to win. You guys now have proven that you can contend against contenders. But now is the time to win and take the games that you're supposed to win. I don't think that mm-hmm. Dayball will be taking the Jaguars lightly. I think that you guys need to really grind that film and really see their soft spots and study their game because they're, they're what are they two and four? They haven't been playing well. Yeah, I mean, they're two and four. They just lost to the Colts. Um, this is if we lose this game, the media is going to be questioning the Giants. Oh, 100 percent. It's going to be it's going to be all over the headlines. Our flukes. So yep. this is real. This is this is more important than than what it really should be. Like a Giants Jags game going into the season, you're thinking, oh, maybe we could squeeze a dub. But now this is it's not a statement game, but it's the let's not get embarrassed type of game. No, I, I yeah, no, I agree like, with you. If like if we lose, I'm gonna be here next week saying like some, either like the defense let us down or Jones like blew the game. Like that's that's the only that's the only things. Only things that could happen that I could I could see us losing is if the defense blows up or Jones blows up, and I, this coaching staff is going to prepare them. I don't think this is. I think we're going to improve this six and one. Anything can happen in the, in the NFL, just like mm-hmm. how upsets happen. Upsets happen, and you know, right now the, the Giants are plus one thirty two favorites, and the Jaguars are minus one fifty six. So Vegas is basically indicating that it's a coin toss between both teams which mm-hmm. is which is crazy i don't know if they're trying to implement a trap game here i don't know if they think that it's the jaguars statement game or they're in front of their home crowd and trevor lawrence is due for a breakout game why do you think the line is so close line is close because the history of the giants the past couple of years and it is an away game which helps the jags is you know odds a lot i would say but the I think it should. I think I would even take the spread for like a minus five and a half, minus seven for the Giants. 
this might be our first game this season that isn't a fourth quarter comeback that isn't down to the wire. Like the Packers game we had to work for. We had to stop Rodgers, even though we had a comfortable, comfortable lead. Um, we had to work. We had it was only it was only a five point game at the end of the day. The Bears game, eight point game. Ravens four. Cowboys hell. You know that's we don't talk about that. Panthers three point game. Titans one point game. This is gonna be the I think I call it right now. This is the first game that the Giants are going to be are going to be winning. I'll take the five and a half alternate spread on them, or I'll even take a seven spread because this is this is the game to show off the offense. This is the game to prove it to people that. You're not a put. You're not this coin flip of a team. That you're a top team and should be treated as such. So that I, I think it's disrespectful by Vegas. Honestly, I was just gonna I say, think, do you feel disrespected? You guys just beat I do. the Baltimore. We Ravens. just beat the Ravens and Packers, and you're gonna give us a coin flip on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are you gonna bet on them? Ooh. Are you gonna get at your phone right now and bet on the Giants? You're gonna do it right now. I should while while the while it's like this while we're on while we're on yeah, air right I now. Mean, might bet? as well before they change it once before someone gets fired like an intern. <laughs> Let me go to the NFL. Giants plus 132. Are you kidding me? Smash oh that. My. I'm going to smash that. Plus 130. I'm going to drop 15 on it. Let's go. 15 solid dollars. What's the payout? 19 to win. 19 to at win. Plus, okay. At plus 132. Yeah, okay. Not bad. A little, you know, bar money. A couple drinks at the bar. Your cover. Cab. Can't complain. There it is. There we I don't go. know if you could see it. <laughs> there we go. At the bottom right here, I got a couple of brewing. Yeah, there we go. What but else you got? That's disrespectful. All right, else? Well, <laughs> NBA is coming back, so I had they gave us a, a no sweat. Um, So it's a no sweat bet. LeBron James first basket. LeBron to score 20. And then Embiid first basket. Harden to score 15 plus. Oh, dude. You, so you do the first baskets? Like, you do the well, first this is, a, this, is, this is a no sweat one, so I got yeah, a free so, bet that might yeah, as well try true. it. Might as well. Yeah, I mean, one of my buddies, I think he put Judy first touchdown last night. Uh, didn't work out. And those are uh, tough. Yeah. I mean, I have anytime touchdowns are the wave, I think. Anytime. Oh, dude. You like could a, get lucky. Like a five leg, like anytime player touchdown. I mean, I did it mm-hmm. once this season. And shout Austin out Eckler screwed me. Yeah. Shout out Sports Grid. We both interned there. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> you know how it is. Teach us how mm-hmm. to bet. But man, but, I'm not, I've, do, why do you think the Giants are underdogs? right now i gotta give me a second i need to think about this i want to give a good answer i'm, I'm yeah be, be, why why is vegas i think is this scripting is this nfl scripting like everyone's gonna put money on the giants and they're gonna lose or yeah is this... it it could be it could be that and also before like i said it could be a trap game um and mm-hmm. maybe they're not trying to make money or no i'm sorry let me let me rephrase that they're not trying to hand out money they're not trying to hand yeah. out money they're not trying to hand out money. They're not trying to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like it really should be, I would think a minus 200 for the giants, like based off their play. Like that's what I think it would be right now. Like the line. Oh no. I mean the giants, anything can happen like, in the NFL. Even the jets are plus one week. They have better odds right now. Yeah. I just, I do here. I'll sh- I threw 25 on the jets to win and the money line. I didn't do spread. I did money, yeah, line, money line. Right. And I woke up this morning and I saw, and it was plus two fifty. I should oh, have hammered at plus two fifty, but I was like, no. And then I noticed, <laughs> and then I noticed that 
Wilson is like nursing a hamstring injury or whatever is going on. And then it dropped to 108. And then I threw 25. I was like, you know what, dude? Like, we're coming off of the win. I'm feeling good. Let's cash out 28 bucks. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. If, it if it hits, fingers crossed. Yeah. But nah, man, they're disrespecting us. I don't know why. No, they are. I mean, this is the Jacksonville Jaguars for that matter. I mean, you guys have already won five games out of this first six games. And the Jaguars are two and four. They just got dog walked by their divisional rival, the Indianapolis Colts, a team that showed no promise this whole year. So, I mean, as of right now, Zach Wilson, the New York Jets, they're looking in a much better direction than Doug Peterson and the consensus golden boy, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is playing good, but Mm. he's not getting wins and he's not leading his team. He's not changing the culture. That culture oh. is not it's not the Dable did not take over the Jags. He took over the Giants. And we're gonna get we're gonna come, we're gonna win by five and a half. I'm gonna change my bet for the spread. And it's it's gonna be when the Giants are six and one next week. Watch out. Just so watch out. so the spread right now is five and a half. No, the spread right now is one and a half, but I'm going to do an alternate spread. You're going to do an alternate. Five right, the half. spread right now is plus three. So you're, and I'm doing an alternate. At so five you're feeling shysty right now. Like you're I'm gonna... feeling, with, with, the Giants haven't won, but they haven't really had that big game yet. But they've, they've, it's an all close game. This is our chance. This is our chance to show that, show that we're a good team. Yeah, you got to defend the throne right now. The Panthers know? game was close because we're still trying to find ourselves, you know? And I think that game, that was a game Shep went down. So. We didn't know we had to work with you know what we got what we had. That was the Graham Gano game, but now we're, we're this this is going to be this is going to be the Daniel Jones game. Hear me, out. Daniel so Jones game. He looked great last week. He's gonna he's gonna torch this Jags. I could see him getting two touchdowns, which is a lot for Daniel Jones. It's a lot yeah. for one game. Two touchdowns, two hundred twenty-five plus yards. I don't know if I'm gonna bet on it. I don't know if I'm gonna bet on that, but that's just yeah. that's just that's what that's what could happen because this is the Giants versus the Jags. So we will see. We got a New York Jets fan in the building. We got a New York Giants fan in the building. Both of us threw money on the game on Sunday. Jets mm-hmm. going up against the Denver Broncos in mile high. The New York Giants flying to Jacksonville to figure that out. Hopefully they can get Meadowlands that Meadowlands will be empty. The Meadowlands is vacant for the weekend. Maybe there's a concert or something going on. I have no idea. But uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 baby. Let's go. Not, both teams looking good. I'll give you that g-men let's do our thing thank you guys for listening to episode 50 of the ny flies home podcast as i said earlier make sure to follow like subscribe comment whatever you want to hear let us At know ny fly zone instagram twitter tiktok youtube check out the youtube clips there's going to be some shorts it's going to this episode i'll probably divide jets and giants so we could get what you want if you're a fan um but yeah thanks for listening it was, it was great great talking it was great pod great pod Peace. Peace. Thank you. This has been the NY Fly Zone podcast. We drop every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Music. Follow us on Instagram at NY Fly Zone.